0: You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hi and welcome to our weekly AIB Market Talk and Brexit update on Tuesday, September 10th. My name is Seamus Strapp from our Customer Treasury Unit and AIB's Chief Economist Oli Mangan joins us to discuss Brexit developments and an important ECB Council meeting this week. Oli, last week was another busy week in the Brexit process to say the least. Where are we at now? Well, it certainly was an
1: unbelievable week in UK politics and obviously has knock-on effects in terms of the financial markets. Uh, we did see sterling weaken over the summer uh, on expectations of a rising risk, if you like, of a no-deal Brexit. But last week, um, Parliament moved to cut off that option for end October by passing a law that requires uh, the Government of the Prime Minister to seek an extension, a further extension to Article 50 to delay Brexit. If a deal has been reached with the eu by october 19th so that is seen as significantly reducing the prospects of a no deal Brexit at end october it doesn't take it off the table uh but it would mean that the uk would have to seek a further extension to the article 50 process the market's been very short the currency short sterling so uh this triggered a lot of short covering and uh, if we think back to a month ago in early august the euro had risen to as high as 93p against sterling uh, last week it fell back below below towards f- 90 then actually dropped back below 90 Monday got down towards 89p. So, now, I think that's because this short-term risk of a no-deal Brexit in October uh, has reduced significantly. I would caution, though, that, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty. We still don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, a no-deal Brexit is still on the table. It hasn't been taken off. uh, And a lot will depend on the upcoming UK election. Now, around that, Boris Johnson saw a general election but the concern of the opposition was that um, he could delay that election uh, until after the exit date, or I suppose, or say the expiry of the Article 50 date in October and the EU or the UK would leave without a, a deal. So they're not keen to have an election in uh, October. They want it in November. Uh, and the outcome of that election will obviously have a big bearing um, in terms of what happens with Brexit. A win, but the, the, Again, the, the opinion polls show that Tories are doing quite well and that the If, like, the remain parties, Labour and the Liberal Democrats are quite split in terms of the percentage of the poll, uh, in the opinion polls so that would open the door for the Conservatives to uh, win the election if that was the case you know a no deal Brexit could str- come straight back onto the table I mean the the the, the request of parliament was for a three month delay so Sterling would weaken again those sort of circumstances indeed if Labour won um, you know you have to wonder okay will we be, be pushing towards uh, either a main or a soft Brexit but the markets will have concern about their policies in terms of high tax high spend increase the budget deficit much more government regulation uh, and then if we st- if we stay with a stalemate as the home parliament, well, it's hardly good news for sterling either. So I think you know a key message here is sterling has rallied in the last month, but when you look out over the balance of the year, there's still considerable downri- downside risk for the UK currency. There'll be a lot of uncertainty about that election. Opinion polls have been wrong in the last two elections in the UK. We saw a big swing towards Labour in the last election campaign. Uh, Brexit is going to be a key issue here. How well will the Brexit Party do? So there's a lot of uncertainty uh, about the election outcome, and we still don't know the date of the election. But I do imagine you know uh, the warning would be that Sterling has rallied, uh, but that may, may not be sustained uh, into the remainder of the year. There's a, there's, a, there's a lot of unknowns in regard to Brexit and how it will evolve, and a lot of it around the election.
0: Just to uh, recap on last week: the legislation that Parliament passes due to be due to come into law this week. And uh, the Prime Minister lost the vote for the f- for the general election um, That's correct, yes. last week. So where is he likely to turn to? Is he going to try and force another vote for uh, a snap general election? Or what's your thought on that?
1: Well, I think it, Parliament is going to be suspended this week uh, for a five-week period. So it's out of action. I mean, this is the prorogation of Parliament that uh, was signalled last week by the government. So uh, on that basis, you know, we'll... The UK Parliament won't sit again until the 14th of October. So, uh, you know, that's why uh, one of the things to remember in the UK is there has to be a minimum of five weeks between the date you call the election and when it's held. So, with Parliament uh, being suspended, uh, the party conference is upcoming and what have you, Parliament reconvening until the 14th of October. If that's the case, well, then you're into mid November in terms of the earliest date for an election. So, that's why Boris Johnson has been very keen over the last week to try and convince Labour to hold that election soon. Um, so, you know, it does look like we're uh, heading for a November election. Uh, the only issue in regard to Labour is the timing. It, you know, it, it does not want an election which could open the door again uh, to a no-deal hard Brexit at the end of October. So it's, it's a bit strange that, you know, Mr. Corbyn has been calling for an election for the last 12 months. He now has the opportunity to hold one, but he's deferring that decision. But I mean, that's that's the, I think the opposition parties generally are in agreement about that. So it's it's looking like a November election, Bobber.
0: Okay, and we saw another high-profile resignation uh, with Amber Rudd stepping down at the weekend. Um, just from the point of view of the EU, if, if Boris is compelled by his own parliament to seek an extension, What's the EU reaction likely to be to that? Well, there has been soundings
1: from a lot of EU capitals that you know this issue has been dragging on. No progress has been made on the UK side. We're no nearer doing a deal. And they're not in the mood to endlessly grant uh, extensions to Article 50. But I think in circumstances where uh, an election is about to be called or an election is underway, I think they will be reasonable grounds in terms of granting an extension uh, to Article 50. It's important to understand as well. I mean, it's not like last March when there was a definite date for the UK leaving the EU and there was the the end of March Uh, even with the end October date or indeed any extension to that uh, the UK can leave at any time during the the extended or the extension period to the Article 50 notification so if the EU let's say extended for three months or six months you know the UK can still leave. Let's say in November. It's up to it's it's its, its decision. It's not a fixed date, so it can leave at any time during the uh, extension to the Article Fifty period. So the UK could leave on the twenty sixth of October. Um, if they manage to get a deal through uh, or if they, they vote for it in Parliament in terms of a no deal Brexit, if they extend to, let's say, the end of January, they could still leave before Christmas. If there's a twelve-month extension, they could still leave in January. The timing will be up to the UK. Um, so I think, you know, the, the EU will be reluctant to grant that extension, but they won't want to be responsible for the e- UK crashing out of the EU without a deal. Uh, at the end of October, when an election is underway in the UK that may well provide clarity in regard to the question around Brexit, what the UK wants,
0: etc. Okay, Ali, very challenging times So for, for everyone concerned with this process. If we just move uh, to the upcoming ECB Council meeting on Thursday this week, what are your expectations for that? That's a very important meeting.
1: Um, you know, the, the ECB clearly signalled at its last meeting at the end of July that it was going to consider policy easing measures at this week's uh, ECB Council meeting, and the markets have moved to discount rate cuts, uh, and in fact, a series of rate cuts from the ECB. The problem for the ECB is the economy has slowed down. Uh, they have this inflation target, which is an inflation rate of very close to 2%, but inflation has been persistently below that, and it's running around 1%. And as a result, they feel a need to uh, add further stimulus to the economy. So, the markets are discounted to say a series of rate cuts possibly taking rates down to as low as the current deposit rate is negative minus 0.4% uh, a series of rate cuts taking it down to minus 0.7 minus 0.75% 0.7, has been priced in by markets and also a restarting of its quantitative easing or bond buying program uh, is also expected that has seen 10 year yields fall sharply in the eurozone well. I mean 10 year German bond yields have been yielding between minus zero minus 0.6 and minus 07 uh, for the last number of weeks uh, in the Eurozone. Irish bond yields have turned negative. So there's a general expectation that we'll get rate cuts. Well, sorry, we we'll get a rate cut on Thursday, an indication that the could cut rates further. Now, around QE, there's divisions with the, within the ECB Council, um, but it would appear that the majority of the central bankers there favour restarting the quantitative easing program uh now it may not start in september they may signal it towards the end of next year or sorry for the end of the year although they will run the program through 2020 uh, but the market will be very disappointed if we don't get some form of uh, a up again in terms of the ecb's bond buying activities uh given where bond yields are trading at and also a rate cut uh, and indications that they will deliver further rate cuts if needs be to meet the inflation target
0: And am I right in saying also that uh, the targeted long-term repo operations are due to start again shortly? They are. uh, The the other issue, I suppose,
1: we'll get fresh forecasts as well from the ECB on uh, Thursday in terms of where they see inflation going, where they see uh, economic prospects for the economy. So I think what what we have is a central bank that has very much an easing bias. Uh, increasing liquidity, more liquidity, lower rates, more bond buying, uh, and not happy that its inflation rate is way below target. So it is towards, uh, you know, looser policy. It's also uh, ECB President Draghi's second last meeting. So he'll have presided over an ECB council, which has done nothing but loosen policy during
0: his tenure. And it looks like he'll go out on an easing bias or rate cuts as well. And uh, just finally, on that point, uh, the incoming ECB, ECB President, Christine Lagarde, is expected to maintain that stance in relation to to, to uh, being dovish or having an easy Correct, easy because, I mean, the
1: process. IMF, she's been, ha- she's head of the IMF in recent years, and they've been very supportive of the ECB's action and generally very supportive of the need for what we call, accommodation, monetary policies, low interest rates, quantitative easing. This has been globally a slow recovery in activity in this decade, very low inflation. So the, EC, or sorry, the IMF has been to the forefront in, in, in calls for continuing lo- loose monetary policy conditions, i.e. low interest rates
0: uh, and quantitative easing measures. Thank you, Ali, as always, for your insightful commentary, and thank you to our customers for listening to our weekly podcast. If you wish to stay up to date on the markets and Brexit, please press the subscribe button to AIB's Market Talk on the podcast apps for iOS or Android. Speak with you next week. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC. Authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.